Let's see how that is. I like it. Volume's good. This little thing's kind of in the way. I could play with it. And uh, sounds being picked up fairly well, seems like. And I'm back. It's been a while. So uh, forgive me if I'm a little rusty on this whole talking, vlogging thing again. Because uh, I took quite, a, quite an extended break from this. But yeah, I kind of want to talk about that because, see, I've been struggling a lot with just all sorts of voices and, and thoughts in my mind. And it was getting very loud and very cluttered. Now, I think I've talked about this before a bit in some of my morning thoughts, how I like to keep my life simple. I like to keep it decluttered, keep my room fairly empty. Well, I've filled it up since a bit more. but. You know, I like to use my external world as a reflection of my internal world. And as such, keeping it decluttered keeps my internal mind decluttered. But I find that's sort of flipped on its head recently. See, my internal world has been getting more and more, well, cluttered. And I've realized my external world has been filling up due to it as well. And it's sort of subconscious. I don't even notice it happening until all of a sudden, oh boy, I'm overwhelmed. So I want to talk about that because leading up to this break, I had all sorts of ideas I wanted to explore. I had all sorts of ideas that were flowing through my mind that I wanted to really get in depth and ask you guys about uh, like your opinions, your thoughts, see if you're thinking the same things I am because uh, I was having a little bit of doubt as well that maybe I was thinking some thoughts that nobody else is really thinking about. And I was feeling a little bit isolated and alone because of that. You know, some of the people that are close to me in life, when I talk to them, trying to express these feelings to them, they were telling me like, no, Chris, you're, you're like the only one that feels this way. So I felt a bit ostracized and outcast because of that. And... It all just sort of coalesced, came together, and it was just too much. It was, it was overwhelming, so I needed to take a break from it all. But yeah, a lot's happened since I've taken that break. Probably too much to catch up on in, in this one short video. In fact, now that I'm back here, <laughs> it's all kind of coming back to me real fast, and I don't even know what I want to talk about anymore. I came in with a bit of a plan. I was mulling over some of these thoughts and it's a funny thing, man. Now that I'm here, uh, I'm feeling that disorganization again, it's kind of coming back. It's coming back to just overwhelm me, but it's, it's not really overwhelming because I've found ways to deal with it and sort of what I want to talk about. So yeah, before I totally go off rails and derail this intro, I do kind of want to talk about that break.
feel that. Feel that awkward silence, that tension. It's a little bit what my break felt like. I had that feeling sort of every day. That tension within myself between silence and the outside and then all sorts of voices on the inside, noises, my own mind telling me what to do, what not to do, what to think, what to say. And now I can't be sure, but I believe everyone else has this voice too. I mean, you can inform me if I'm wrong, but I think everyone else has these voices too. I can't be sure because I only get to experience my own life. So you guys can let me know if I'm right or wrong. But it seems to me like everybody has this inner monologue, or sometimes it's a dialogue. I mean, for me, sometimes it's a dialogue. Sometimes there's more than two people in there. I have these conversations with uh, kind of the images of people that I know in my mind, if that makes sense. It's almost like a narration. You know, I'll go along my day and there's just this little voice that's talking all the time. I'll be like, oh look, leaf. Oh hey, you know, my foot's a little itchy. And it's just narrating my life as I'm walking along. I meet someone, oh cool, I really like what they're wearing. You know, I, I should wear that. Yeah, all sorts of random stuff and it's just popping in and out. Sometimes it can become too much, in a way. Like, it's just... It, it, it goes from topic to topic a little too fast, and, and it becomes overwhelming. And I've been struggling to deal with that. It's just a lot of that's been happening. And <laughs> I think you could probably tell how I'm struggling to compose myself, probably even right now. I mean, my speech is probably kind of all over the place, and not really held together but I mean that's how these things usually are anyways a lot of segues my mind loves to jump around side to side from topic to topic so yeah that's what it's been like recently and so I needed to take a break to quiet all of this to sort of keep my thoughts a little more private internalize them a bit learn to deal with them so that I can more effectively communicate them out to you guys and out to the outside world. Because that's another thing I was struggling with, the communication. What I was feeling inside, I was having a real tough time communicating it out to the people in my life. My girlfriend, my brothers, my mom, my dad, my friends, whoever it might be. It seemed like always the wrong words came out, or the words didn't quite seem to have the meaning behind them as I intended them to. I mean, certainly it didn't seem like they interpreted that meaning as I intended it to be interpreted. So that was a struggle as well. And yeah, I just needed to take that bit of quiet private time recompose it all but what about you guys do you guys ever feel like that 
you guys ever have these voices in your head that sort of jump around too much and it confuses you or maybe it overwhelms you or maybe you enjoy it maybe I mean at least for me personally sometimes I enjoy having that racing mind it's it's interesting it's uh, it can be challenging and I'm a bit of a thinker when it comes down to it you know I enjoy having this wild act of imagination it just sometimes it doesn't quite serve me how I want it to and it could be a bit of a negative on my life has that ever happened to you? do you ever feel that way? do you ever think those things? It's just funny because I mean I'm talking to a camera right now I said it before best listener ever I can sort of imagine my perfect audience right behind that thing right there even if no one even listens to this hell I'm even my own audience sometimes I'm listening to myself right now I rewatch these videos see what happens Here's another thing. It, 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 I used to use this as a tool to sort of get these thoughts out and almost like a diary just to have a listener to listen to these thoughts, just to get them out. Definitely relieved some of that stress. Do you guys do that? I mean, what are your methods to cope with these things, to live alongside with them? I mean, these are all questions I have, and I just don't seem to have any answers to them, because I, I just don't know. I just don't know a lot of these answers to the, the numerous questions I have. And that might actually be what's been plaguing me so much in these past couple of months, or however long it's been since last time I posted here. I, I just have a lot of questions. I've been questioning things a lot. <laughs> and, uh, not a lot of clear answers. I don't even think there's, it's possible to find answers to these questions. No. I can't be sure. One of the very first things I said on here was just the nature of truth as a whole. It, it, it's slippery. It's very much like water. You think you have it, but as soon as you kind of just look away for a moment, it flows right through your fingertips and it's gone. On to the next thing. case you haven't realized just overall confusing questioning time in, in, in my life and there's also a lot of change that's another thing a lot of things have changed quite rapidly and that might be why my mind is racing so fast 
or why it has been racing so fast recently. It's because there's been a lot of change happening. When I first doing, started doing this stuff, it was spring, and obviously stuff was changing, and there was the pandemic happening, so life as we know it was becoming different. And now it's changing again. I've, I've taken on new responsibilities in life. So I'm back in school. I learned a bunch of new skills over the summer. Uh, I mean, fall is happening around us, so the weather is changing again. So could it be that maybe all of this change is spurring on this rapid thought, this accelerated thought in my mind? Maybe it happens to you guys. See, these are all just questions I want to know. And, and as it stands right now, there aren't a lot of people in my life that seem to have the time to just sit down and talk to me about these things. Everyone, I mean, everyone just seems so caught up in their own stuff that they just don't have time to reflect upon their thoughts and be mindful about what's happening. And that's kind of why I felt alone in all of this. It feels like I'm kind of the only one doing this reflecting. It feels like I'm the only one aware, who's aware, that I'm having these racing thoughts. And what do they mean? Why are they happening? And for a moment, I mean, I was caught up in them too. I was just mindlessly going through life again and getting caught up in the drama, which was in of itself kind of interesting as well. It's been a while since I've gotten caught up in life that hard, but that's a story for another time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's why I perceived as everyone else being so caught up in their lives, because I personally was caught up in my life and maybe I was just projecting onto them. Could be a possibility. I'm not sure. See, I gotta talk to people about this. <laughs> but I'm in this dilemma that I'm kind of stuck in my own mind. It seems like everyone else is stuck in their own minds. And we just can't connect. We can't communicate that to each other. That's probably why I'm here. bit of a popular fishing spot. I think that guy comes here quite often. I see him sometimes around this time. And yeah, just, just fishing. See, that's another thing that I kind of got lost in. I feel like I just forgot to appreciate the beauty of everything around me and the meaning behind it all. I sort of put that on the back burner and I started focusing on my thoughts too much. I got tangled up in them. But at least what's helped me in the past was taking that step back and just watching it all. Everything out there. 
And then in the same way that we watch it out there, I would watch in here. Listen to what the mind was saying and just appreciate it. Don't try and judge it too hard. I mean, we can't help but judge it. So we judge it, but just appreciate it. That seems to help me a bit. Yeah. Now that I've been here talking for a bit, kind of getting back into the swing of things, I mean, I told you I'm going to be a bit rusty. My thoughts might be all over the place for various reasons. I can sort of get to what I was trying to get to initially. So, earlier today, I went out for a run. And I've been running a lot recently, and it's given me a lot of time to just think, because it's such a basic thing to do. There's not a lot of distractions when you're running. I mean, compare it to what are some other things we do when you're eating, you're kind of distracted by the good tastes of the food. If you're driving, you've got to be at least partially aware of what's happening around you and have that, that just awareness. But it, it takes up some of your brain computing power, right? But while you're running, it's, it's very natural, right? So you can kind of get stuck in your mind quite easily and just go on autopilot. And, you know, so I was on this run and then it started raining on me. This is today. I mean, you can see it's kind of gray weather. It started raining on me and I got hit by this inspiration and it all kind of became clear all at once. But it didn't happen immediately. It sort of came on just a bit. And as I was getting wetter and wetter, I started kind of feeling this inspiration coming along and then bam, it hit me. And I was like, oh man, it all makes sense. And if I had my phone with me at that moment, I could have probably taken down a note or something because it was just so clear, but I just can't put it into words right now. Like, just it, it was just this feeling that everything made sense and I understood why everything was happening, why my thoughts were so messed up and so tangled up and so complicated and running so quickly. And then I understood just the purpose of everything. It was, it was such a strange and fleeting thought. And then I wanted to come here and record this to share that feeling with you, to try and describe it. But I just can't. I can't put it into words. It's very hard to do. But I hope you can kind of understand what I'm trying to say. Maybe you've felt this too in your life, where you've just had this inspiring moment, kind of as if you know, God himself took his pen and wrote a note down in your brain, something like that, where just it made sense. And then it slowly vanishes, but it doesn't quite vanish. The little afterprint is still there. And that's how I feel right now. There's that little afterprint there. It, it happened so recently that the afterprint is still fairly fresh. And it's 
almost like inviting me in to try and explore it again. So maybe I'm here to challenge myself, to try and remember that inspiration, what I felt, what I thought. I can kind of remember what it was about. It definitely had to do with the rain. I want to put it in a nice eloquent way but I don't know if I can <laughs> but I'm going to try so I was feeling the rain come down and it was cold and it was uncomfortable and it was sort of a reflection of how I was feeling internally cold, uncomfortable isolated, alone challenged in life and I had been running away from this feeling this whole time, trying to make it stop. But while I was there in the moment, in the rain, I just decided to just go, go at it. Not to avoid it, not to go hide under a tree, but to just keep running through the rain and experience it and feel it. Even if it makes my hands shake, even if it, you know, just chills me to the bones. And that's when that inspiration hit me. And it was almost like the rain was a cleansing. The closest thing I can equate it to, metaphorically speaking, is the rain sort of washed away a lot of these tough thoughts. It washed away the burden of my mind, or the burdens in my mind, and, and cleared it up a bit. The same way the rain washes away the dirt on the leaves. It cleans the environment around it. It's a necessary part of it. It's not easy. It can be a bit painful. It can be cold. It can be lonely. Because everybody else goes and they go hide when the rain comes. So you're left out alone, stranded in the rain. <laughs> but if you face it, it could be quite positive results from it. Now, I'm going to go change locations a bit. Maybe I'll get the feeling again while I'm moving because it's starting to get a little cold here. better. Sometimes a change of scenery can help. Just reorganize the mind a bit. But I still have that little feeling where it sounds so perfect in my head and then when the words come out they just don't quite come out right. Now it could be one of two things. It really could be that right now I'm just having this blockage effectively communicating all of these kind of disorganized and dispersed thoughts I'm having. But it could also be that I'm being too hard on myself. That when the words come out of my mouth and I hear them coming back in, I'm, I'm reinterpreting them 
and I'm passing them through this judgmental filter and I'm just being too hard on myself that I'm passing these really harsh judgments on my own words and I'm just not satisfied with them like ah they could be better this could be a good thing if it serves you right you know being critical this way can be a great bonus to your life but at the same time it could make you feel inadequate so it depends on how you use it so I want to circle back to the struggles I was having and like I said I've been back in university I'm re-challenging myself to go and finish that goddamn degree and trying just to see it in a new light because I'm, I'm in a new place in life I've changed scenery a bit and I have a new perspective on things and it certainly isn't as miserable as it used to be in fact hate to admit it I'm enjoying it a bit but I'm taking this one class and it's a very very reflective class and today I wrote a little journal about mindfulness because the last class we had we had this guest speaker come in and she talked about meditation being aware of what's around you but also what's within you and it was nice just to have a, a bit of a reminder about all of those things because I definitely had gotten lost in here and it was starting to manifest itself as me being lost out there not knowing what to do starting to procrastinate a bit falling behind on my assignments going back to one of the first things I said today things have sort of flipped uh, Yeah, looks like my camera did it again. Sort of lost, I don't know, maybe around 20 minutes of content again. Fuck, really sucks. Because I feel like I really, really got in depth. I really started connecting with the camera. And I'm not even sure if I can do it again. But I could try. And <laughs> at least what this taught me is I just need to get a new phone. This phone is just way too old and I can't make this happen anymore. See what I mean? Just as I was finishing my little speech there about how the internal and the external were connected and how all this shit inside my mind was starting to manifest itself out here. I mean, this is what I mean. <laughs> Got a little lost. A little forgetful. Let's see if I can readjust this. There, that might be better. If you guys can even see anything, because now the sun, the sun is set. Boy, oh boy, the struggles of life. <sighs> Let's see if I can get back into it. See, I don't even remember where I really was. I think I was talking about when it cut off. I mean, I was talking about going back to school and doing this 
course on mindfulness. And I had started writing a little journal. And the journal brought me back. Brought me back to appreciating why mindfulness was so important to me in life. Where it all came from. Yeah, screw it. I might as well go for it again, but I need to stop judging myself so hard. I don't know if you guys caught that bit, but there was a time when I was talking about judging what comes out. It just doesn't come out right. And it could serve you, or it could be against you. You could choose to be critical with it, and that could be good for you, but it can also cause you to be very... just too hard on yourself. And I don't want to be too hard on myself. I don't want to say, oh man, that last take was absolutely perfect. And I just wish it could have been caught on camera. Now, I do kind of wish that, but such is life. Sometimes you've got to struggle through things. And this is one of the struggles life is putting through, or life is putting me through right now. To really see if I grasp these ideas well enough to explain them twice with the added pressure of having this judgmental overtone over it. Me judging myself saying, oh shit, Chris, you can't do it again. But I'm going to push through it. Watch. <laughs> even though you can't even see me right now. I'll take one more good look at the sunset. I really get into it. It's absolutely wonderful. So I guess to really start explaining it, I have to go way back in time. Back to when I was a child. See, when I was really young, I didn't yet understand the difference between what was outside of me and what was inside of me. I'd not yet learned to draw a line between internal and external. And mindfulness sort of just came naturally. I was always aware of everything when I was a kid. I'm talking real young, like maybe even before I started mastering language so well. But there came a point in time where there was this great split and I'm not sure exactly when it happened or if it was a definite moment maybe it happened sort of gradually where this rift opened up and it was when I started to realize the difference between what was inside of me and what was outside of me I started to realize a difference between my own thoughts and my own imagination versus the external reality, which I didn't seem to have control over. At least I didn't think I had control over. Not the same kind of control that I had over my imaginary world. The only real control I had over it was the interpretation, but I couldn't manipulate it in the same way I could manipulate my own imagination so this was a big shock to me when, when I really started to 
realize all of this. It's a big shock. Because what once felt like, you know, oneness, this everything kind of felt like it was me and, and part of this great happening was now this divide. And I started feeling a bit of loneliness as well, isolation. And as I progressed, you know, as I went into high school, I, I think this rift started happening around eight or nine years old. But again, I'm not sure. But anyways, as I went through elementary school and as I started going into high school, uh, I started realizing, oh man, there's this voice inside of my head. Where did it come from? And I'm still not really sure, but I have a few ideas about it. I think where it came from. This is just a hypothesis now. You guys can sort of tell me your idea on it. But I think when you're young, you're very impressionable. And you start to sort of reflect what other people are telling you. And now, this is a bit of a dilemma and this is sort of what I struggle with when, when trying to explain this idea because it doesn't really make that much sense to me yet. But other people used to be part of me because I didn't realize there was a difference there. But as soon as I realized the difference, um, it was like, well, their voices are different than my own. And so then I started to realize, like, hold on now, there's this voice inside of my head too. See, the, man, I, I just don't know how to explain it very well. And there's also a dog barking out here that's distracting me a bit. <laughs> uh, right. So I think when that divide happened, um, and I started learning my own language. It was like, I, I took that language and started using it in my thoughts, using it as a way to start describing my own thoughts. And then that slowly developed into this little voice that would speak inside of my head. And in the same way that we reflect the outside world, the outside voices, the same kind of judgments they started casting, I started casting inside as well. And then as I grew older, I started to sort of realize that, oh wait, other people have this voice too. Yeah, it's normal. And then this voice started growing and started developing its own character. And then another great split happened. And I'm not sure again when this happened, but it was a lot more recent. But I still yet somehow can't remember how or why it happened. My inner world got split in two. Suddenly, there were two parts within me as well. There was this speaker and this listener. And, you know, as I said, this, this voice started taking on its own character. 
one day I just realized, like, oh my god, this this doesn't feel like me, but it is me, and it's saying a lot of things that maybe an old past self might not say. But it's saying some things that other people would say, the people around me. So I kind of brought the external world back inside, and maybe this was a way of me subconsciously trying to reach out and, and, and reconnect with the outside world by internalizing the outside. I'm not sure. And, and these are ideas I can explore another time. But I really want to talk about this split personality. Or not personality, it's not even personality. It's like a split being, a split essence. Because the concept of personality was sort of born. And so, yeah, I want to go back to the journal I was writing because this is where I sort of started fleshing out these ideas for this um, mindfulness course. Uh, I called these two different entities the thinker and the feeler. And the thinker, he's the one that does all the talking. He's the one that knows language. He could speak, but he can't act. He can't do anything. And the feeler, he's the one that just listens. He doesn't know language. He cannot speak. He doesn't know how. He just knows how to feel. And he knows how to act. So back to my history. Uh, as I was growing older, I started to identify myself more and more with the thinker because the thinker felt like he was taking control. He felt like the active one, like the one that can have mastery over myself. Because the feeler, see, he felt just like this passive existence, like he's just sort of there he listens, but he can't really do anything. It's really the thinker. He's the one that shouts commands, and then the feeler just follows through and does them. One leads the other. And I'm not sure why I felt this way, because I don't feel this way now. But my best guess, and, and yeah, I guess my best guess would be that the feeler started feeling troubled. He didn't quite feel right. He felt intention. He felt he felt helpless almost. Because the more I started to associate myself with the thinker, the more neglected this feeler felt. And the more commanding the thinker became, because he grew this great sense of confidence, because, oh, you know, Chris is listening to me. I am him. So he grew this kind of overbearing, burdening confidence. And he started to sort of 
make the feeler feel unwell because of this. So there's this great tension between these two. And the best way I can metaphorically describe it, it was like these two roommates living inside of an apartment. And this apartment's my mind, my internal world. They once used to get along and I remember them getting along very well. But they don't anymore. And all they do is fight. And they can never really agree. But one became very submissive and one became very oppressive. The thinker became oppressive. And the shittier the feeler felt, the more I started to identify myself with the thinker because I didn't want to associate myself with all of those negative feelings. Fuck that, throw that aside. I felt empowered by associating myself with the thinker. But it didn't really serve me very well because I never felt right. I always felt shitty. And it started to take itself out onto my external world as well. See, as I was talking before, how the internal and the external are very much connected and how one manifests itself into the other. All of this tension between the relationship of my internal self started to manifest itself as tension in the relationships in my external world between me and my girlfriend at the time, between me and my friends, between me and my family. And there was a lot of animosity and a lot of fighting and I became very selfish, very self-centered, very controlling, almost manipulative. Didn't feel right. Just never felt quite right. And as life progressed, as I became more and more engulfed in the thinker side, I started to really forget the feeling side. But then I noticed something, and I really do have to thank some of my friends for this, because I didn't do this alone, they helped me. I mean, one shout out I gotta make is to Hagop. He opened my spiritual side to this. I have to thank my girlfriend, my fiance now. She made me question a lot of things, helped me question a lot of things. She supported me through it. She, it's a funny thing, she, she became the living, breathing manifestation of this dilemma, of this, this fight between the two polar opposites. And my family, my friends, my brothers, my parents, all of them, all of them had a hand in playing. Or all of them played a role and had a hand in, in, in showing me that there's a third person, not person, entity within me. There's also an observer. There's part of me that just watches, doesn't speak, doesn't act, it just watches and judges and it can sort of communicate this judgment only to the thinker and the feeler. It can't communicate this to the outside world 
and it'll go through the thinker and feeler. They'll be like the ambassadors because those are the ones that really communicate with the outside world. Well, in fact, it's probably just the feeler that acts with the outside world because, like I said, just the feeler can really act. So, in, in a way, there's kind of a chain that's happening here. Like, the observer watches, judges, communicates to the feeler, communicates to the thinker. The thinker says his thing to the feeler. The feeler interprets it, and then the feeler acts. But anyways, before I get off topic here, I realized this third part to me. And started really watching the relationship between the thinker and the feeler. I started judging it. And the judgment was, well, this is wrong. This isn't right. You've got to rethink this. You've got to refeel this. You've got to just totally look at it from a new perspective, Chris. Because this isn't serving you well. And so, when I became mindful and aware of these different entities within me, how I had split my own essence, I started to understand the balance and the interplay between all of these pieces, and how they're really pieces of a whole, and how they each have a purpose, and they need to be balanced. And this observer, it's the check and balance. It keeps everything in check. Because the two, the thinker and the feeler, can very easily get into conflict. They live together. They're very close. The observer is very distant. And so as soon as there's tension or stuff goes over to one side too far, because you, know, you can get lost in the feeling too. You can completely forget about thinking. Or you could do like I did and get completely engulfed in the thinking side. And then you have to find your balance again. Check the relationship between those two. So as I became aware of these things, I started rebalancing my own self. I started rebalancing my own mind. And it was, it was nice started to feel good again and the thinker not that he was embarrassed like that's that's maybe the wrong word but he he, he kind of understood that he overstepped and, and he was sorry in a way and I started to not totally identify myself just with the thinking side but to identify myself as a whole again to reclaim those old roots of when I was a child, when I didn't know of any of these differences, didn't know where the boundaries were yet, where I felt whole. So I started to reclaim these roots. I started to remember these feelings, remember these thoughts. And so I guess what I'm trying to say again is These past couple of months, I became lost in thought again. I became overwhelmed in that thought. 
I went too far into the thinker side. And it just wasn't right. It wasn't serving me. I was getting lost in life. It was manifesting itself externally as all sorts of accidents, and mishaps, and discombobulation. <laughs> so yeah, finding that balance again. Yeah, that was nice. See, this is the second time I had to explain this. And so, I really know. I really know the feeling now. I really know the thought. And I'm not sure if you can still see, it might really be too dark for the camera to pick up. sun's basically fully set. Let's see if I flip the camera. Give me a moment here. Ah, see, there we go. Sunset. My camera might not be that great, but my eyes are pretty good. And I guess my voice is not that good because it's starting to crack. I'm getting kind of cold. But I often like to use the external world as a metaphor for what's happening on my internal world. Because I often feel very, very connected. So the sunset is kind of like a bookend to the day. The same way I'm going to bookend this little video here on a closing remark. feel the split between your inner world do you feel like you have many roommates living upstairs in your mind a thinker a feeler an observer maybe you have more maybe I have more I just haven't discovered them yet or maybe more appear as you get older maybe our minds get progressively more and more split as we age. Now I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I'll try and document it for you guys. Well, one thing's for sure, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's great to be back. I'll definitely start doing more of these again. I do hope my stories help you find some insight into your own mind because I feel like I have a fragmented mind and I know it might sound crazy to have this fragmented mind but I'm not afraid to admit it and I'm not afraid to share what's happening on my inside with you. The same way I'm no longer afraid to say no to the thinker. 
I don't have to identify purely with the thinker. I mean, he's me. He's a part of me. But he's a poor master. He doesn't serve me alone. He's part of a team, really. And that team consists of these three pieces that I explained earlier. The thinker, the feeler, and the observer. And all the thinker does is think about thoughts and speak to the feeler. But the feeler does not need to listen to the thinker because the feeler can choose to interpret what the thinker is saying and act upon it. He has the power to act. And the observer is the one who watches it all and passes a judgment and keeps everything in check and keeps it all balanced. See, because the thinker, he's a great tool. He's a great ally. He could provide great suggestions sometimes. And sometimes they could be very adversarial suggestions, very controlling suggestions. But other times, when put into his right place and used effectively as a whole, those suggestions could be quite powerfully positive. And the feeler will feel this. And while he cannot speak, he can act. <laughs>